Hey guys, Joshua Miller here. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. First of all, it's free. It doesn't cost a thing to download. There are creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or your computer. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple, Podcast, and many, many more. It automatically will send them to those. You can make money from the podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. You don't have to click and drag from one to another and have several openings. It's all in one place for you. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Thanks. Have a great day. Good evening, brothers and sisters. I hope you are doing well. I hope you had a great uh, Thanksgiving. I was able to spend time with family. Uh, We had a friend, family come over to our house. We were able to enjoy the feast with them. We had ham and we had turkey and all the the sides that go along with it. We were able to fellowship with them. So I thank the Lord for that. I was talking to a brother in Christ in India and he helps with a, an orphanage there. There's about 25 kids there and they sent me a happy Thanksgiving video. I was thankful for that. And, but I was reminded that they, the conditions that they're living in, uh, they don't, they're not sure where their food is coming from. He, uh, the pastor there doesn't even have a job right now. He lost his job last year or earlier this year because of the COVID lockdowns. And he hasn't been able to work uh, through the, uh, our church. We've been able to support them here and there. And we thank the Lord for the opportunity for that. But I just want to say a prayer for them. Uh now for the orphanage the 25 kids and they study they study the word of god they pray and they're eager to learn so i thank the lord for them i want to thank the lord for my family and my parents and the work that they do in colorado uh for my brother and his wife in alabama and that he just they just started a new pastorate there in alabama and he'll be the the senior pastor there, uh, their daughter, Sadie is, uh, was born one pound and 13 ounces. She just had a procedure today. And I want to thank the Lord that she went, came through the procedure well, and the Lord has her, his hand on her. And she is, she's almost three pounds now. So she's growing. She's about two weeks old. And you see the hand of the Lord on her the whole time. And the Lord has given his parents, her parents strength through this. I know it's rough. My wife and I have been through similar circumstances. Uh, but God is good. And I thank the Lord for that. And let's go ahead and pray. Dear Father, Lord, we thank you for today. Thank you for your many blessings. Thank you for what you've done for us, what you've given us. I pray that you would forgive me of my sins where I failed you. And I'm sorry, Lord, I repent for what I've done and where I've 
uh, disobeyed and rebelled against you. I'm thankful that you did forgive me of my sins on the cross and you shed your innocent blood and you provided that free gift to me and you you took my sins, all of my sins on that cross when you died. And I am a free man now because I trust in you as my Lord and Savior. I pray that you be with the orphanage and be with Elisha. I pray that you send them the, the provisions that they need to live, the, the, the food to live and the drink. Um, they, they trust you and they, they serve you. And I pray that you bless them and sustain them as you have up to this point. I pray that you be with my brother and his wife and his daughter and continue to work with them. I'm thankful for the good news that I heard from the procedure today that she is doing well and that she made it through this, the procedure. Thank the Lord for that. I thank the Lord for my family, my wife and uh, five children and the health that they have. I thank you for that, for what you've done. I thank you for what you're going to do with me, my family, and thankful for my parents in Colorado as they went to a, through a church revitalization project. The church was about to close the doors and the Lord moved them to, to that place. And they've been able to keep the doors open for going on five years now. And we're thankful for that, for that light is still shining there and preaching the God, the gospel is being preached there. Thank you, Lord, for that. Pray that we would be willing servants for you. Pray that you bless this time that we have together here, and we give you the glory and the praise in Jesus' name. Amen. All right, so what I want to do in this podcast is uh, look at a religious exemption. Uh, we've had right now an unprecedented times. I'm going to go ahead and say right now up front, I've never experienced something like this where I've had to have a religious exemption, but... I have exempted myself from a lot of things in this world because of my convictions that God has given me. Just not in this way. Well, I came across, I've already, I've had a couple of religious exemptions. and I think I posted one earlier on this podcast. If you want to scroll back, you can find it. But I wanted to, to bring this one uh, to your attention. Uh, I've learned through the Doug Billings podcast, and this is uh, Preacher Sean, Shane Vaughn, and First Harvest Ministries, and he put together a religious exemption, and it has won a case already, so if you would like to use this exemption, I'm going to put it in the description on my youtube channel joshua ministries on youtube it'll be this podcast on my youtube channel and that's where i'm going to post the exemption what i want to do is to read it because you can take what you hear and write one similar and it's important that it's based on your convictions the re the problem we're, we're in right now is because not enough people have had convictions based on the word of god and that's why we're in a the condition we're in but you can use this there was someone that contacted me in the church and they needed an exemption religious exemption uh for their work 
Now, I'm not sure how well the religious exemption is uh, in the U.S., the United States of America. We have what's called the Constitution. And what this Biden administration is doing is completely illegal. So they have no standing according to the Constitution. And that's our backing. That's the law that we're abiding by. This religious exemption may buy us some time if there are some states that don't uphold it. But I believe here in the state of South Carolina, they will. But like I said, I'm new at this. Um, I've been pastoring for several years, either as an assistant pastor, youth pastor, or um, senior pastor. And I've never had to deal with something like this. So I'm kind of new at it. So forgive me for that. But I'm trying to work through it and give you the tools you need as I come across them. First of all is prayer, the word of God, meditation in the word, God's word and convictions. Are you convicted about these vaccine mandates that there's something wrong? It's unconstitutional. It's un unconstitutional. Do you have convictions that it's unlawful? Do you have convictions that it's against God's word? Our country was founded on God's word, his law and biblical principles. What I'm going to do is read through this, and you can write one a, an exemption similar to this. And I know uh, one that has done this, but I know that this particular exemption, according to Brother Doug Billings, has what he's found is that it is uh, it has won in a court case already. So I want to re just read through it, and then I'm going to give you the references of in God's word that he's basing the exemption on. And then I want to give you a couple other scriptures pertaining to that. So I'm going to read, read it now. It says from the desk of the general council of first harvest ministries written on behalf of those who share our religious objections to whom it may concern Reaching back into the long history of the American principle of religious defense and respect, we find an unbroken chain of the rule and the sacred consideration of conscientious religious objection. Even our great military affords such respect to American citizens in times of battle. This letter is urgently written on behalf of those devout Christians of America who believe that the word of God forbids us to accept certain things and entities into our bodies as our bodies are the living temple of the Holy Spirit. And as such, to ask us to violate these commandments of our God would force us to choose between human science, so-called, versus our un undenying faith in the written commands of God. Our complete reverence and devotion is not the frailty of human government, but instead to the almighty Yahweh of Israel the God by whom we were created and to whom we have given the whole of our lives. We have vowed by our sacred honor to live according to his instructions in the beauty of holiness. Whereas when the government of men do not ask us to violate these deeply held truths, we gl gladly yield and obey. We refer you to several verses of scripture for our claim of religious objections in so doing, we would remind you of a time in the future when most of these claims will be brought before the courts when the heat of the moment. The COVID crisis gives way to the bedrock principles of the Constitution. Legal precedence proves in the past many companies have made the same mistake. 
while under the pressure of the moment they gave no serious regard for religious objection nor the future consequences thereof. They have later wished to undo these ill-advised decisions that violate a religious conscience. It never fails. The religious objection is the right of all Americans. Now, the verses that he has here, and he says the verses are just a few of many that we lay claim to in our Christian faith. Leviticus 11, verses 1 through 47. Deuteronomy 14, 1 through 29. Genesis 7, 2. Romans 12, 1. He continues, 1. Whereas we do not know the long-term consequences of the COVID vaccine, vaccine and two whereas we do not understand its long-term effects on our bodies god's holy temple we are forced to err on the side of spiritual caution and refuse to harm our temples in honor of god's holy word the first amendment of the constitution has protected these exact claims before the supreme court on many occasions even state governments have faced the this glaring truth during the covid crisis they attempted to pass mandates and laws that violated this fundamental principle only to have their wrong decisions righted before the courts with financial penalties. While as Christians we strive to be at peace with all men and to obey all laws and mandates from a legitimately elected government, we do not do so in violation of God's holy laws, of which the protection of my body is one of those spiritual laws that supersedes all man-made laws in my religious conscience. As an ordained Christian bishop, we respect respectfully present this letter on behalf of those members of our faith for your consideration. Warmest Christian regards, signed J. Shane Vaughn, founding bishop, First Harvest Ministries International. So that is the religious exemption, and I'll have it posted on uh, my YouTube channel once I have it uploaded there at Joshua Ministries. And because I haven't figured out how to post it to the podcast, I will see if I can get it posted there at the bottom of this podcast if possible. All right, so that is, if you can write something up similar to that, but again, it doesn't, the religious exemptions there, you should already have convictions like this, and you should already feel this way. If you know the Constitution, if you know their god-given rights and if you know where where we stand as americans a christian american one that trusts god trusts jesus as the lord and savior we should have these convictions already so it shouldn't be too complicated but that's it you can follow that exemption use it if you would like or follow write one up i know there it's the deadline's pretty quick here coming up pretty quick so but the thing is, it's the man- vaccine mandates from the, this administration is unconstitution, unconstitutional, and they're Ill- they're illegal. So they don't have standing. But in case this might give you time with your employers for the courts to settle this, hopefully. But trust the Lord; He will provide. So the I want to give you. So if you go to Leviticus chapter 11 and you go through 1 verses 1 through 47, you will see that this is to the Israelites. 
and it describes the clean and unclean animals. And this was for the Israelites, the Jews, they had to follow this. And so it shows that according to God, a holiness, we have a, a lifestyle of holiness as we serve God. And we noticed in our day and age, there's not much of that around us, but there is a, a great awakening that you can be part of. Understand and know and have your own con, uh, convictions in the word of God, but you have to know the word of God to have convictions. So if you see here in Leviticus chapter 11, we see that it's God is commanding his people, the Israelites, how to eat, what to eat and what not to eat. So there, there is what he mentions in this exemption. And then Deuteronomy chapter 14 is talks about, and then he lists verses 1 through 29. And that as well covers clean and unclean food. To the point, our body, and we'll get to this in a second, but our body is the temple of the Lord. So we have to treat our body as holy. We don't, um, like drunkenness is a sin. We don't want to make our bodies, we're supposed to be sober in the Lord. Uh, we're not supposed to commit fornication or adultery. Our bodies are holy to the Lord. So this covers that, Leviticus, Deuteronomy. Um, uh, Deuteronomy also covers tithing and why we tithe and what a tithe is. Uh, and then we go to uh, Genesis chapter 7 he has on here is and I'm flipping the page right now. I thought I had it bookmarked but I don't. Genesis chapter 7 and verse 2. And it says, Of every clean beast thou shalt take to thee by sevens, the male and his female, and of the beasts that are not clean by two, the male and his female. Again, that's how God had told the Jews, the Israelites, to eat and to take care of their bodies, the nutrition that they had. They were required to eat only certain animals. And he has he does have Romans chapter 12 and verse 1 that is the last reference that he has for the exemption Romans 12:1 is I beseech you therefore brethren by the mercies of God that you present your bodies a living sacrifice holy acceptable unto God which is your reasonable service that's where my convictions are God has set us out to be separate from the world. We're supposed to be a peculiar people. We will look very peculiar because you'll notice we don't do what the world does. We don't talk like the world does. We don't act like the world does. And it's not convincing if we're at the end, the very end, we're scrambling around to find something, an exemption or finding something we can stand on to show them we're different. You should have already had the convictions beforehand. But here is what he, again, I'm going to read that verse again. I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies a living sacrifice. The Israelites, they had to make sacrifices. They had to take animals and, and kill them for a sacrifice, and they had to keep doing it, keep doing it over and over. But Christ came to complete that 
He is the ultimate sacrifice. He's the one that these animal sacrifices pointed to. So he ended that all animal sacrifice. He was the sacrifice. Now we are to be a living sacrifice. That means we take our lives. Our focus is serving God, trusting Jesus, and obeying him in our daily lives. Our walk and our talk. We're supposed to present our bodies a living sacrifice, holy. Now this should be a conviction that you've had already, but if not, I hope that you would, would, would acquire this conviction here too. And he says, which is your reasonable service? If we proclaim Christ and we're expecting you to get an exemption because of religion, we should uh, it should be real. It's not something we can fake. Or pass it off, get someone to to write it. Um, what do they call it? Pencil whip it. Nah, it needs to be real, legitimate. Give your heart and life to Christ before it's too late. You know, life is but a vapor and appears for a little time and then vanishes away. Let's be real. It's too life is too short to be fake. He says in verse two, and this is what I want to add here is, uh, and he says, and be not conformed to this world. But be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind, that ye may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. Our life should exemplify Him. We should want to obey Him and honor Him. That's why we don't steal. That's why we don't kill. That's why we don't commit adultery. That's why we don't commit fornication. That's why we don't covet someone else's wife. We don't covet someone else's truck, someone else's house. It's why we uh, we love God with all of our heart, our mind, and our soul. And we love our neighbors as ourself because we love God. We love Jesus. He lives in our heart and we have a relationship with him. In order for it to be convincing, it needs to be real. We need to have a relationship with Jesus. And be not conformed to this world, but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind, that ye may be may prove. Notice that word prove. It's real, it's legitimate. What is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God? And one more reference is uh first Corinthians chapter six and verse twenty or nineteen. And Paul here asks a question, what? Know ye not that your body is the temple of the Holy Ghost, which is in you, which ye have of God, and ye are not your own? For ye are bought with a price. Therefore glorify God in your body and in your spirit, which are God's. The conviction here should be that we understand that God created us. He is our creator. I knew him as my heavenly father because I've trusted Jesus as my Lord and Savior. I can call him Abba. He is my Lord, but he is also my father. I trust him with my life. I have come to acknowledge him as my Savior, my Redeemer, uh, Lord, King of Kings and Lord of Lords. I know he's in control. I'm not worried. There are things, persecution, trials, and tribulations coming our way. Jesus said so in Matthew 24, and he, he warns us to be ready. 
but we will we will not be able to stand against the persecution if it's not if our convictions aren't real if they're not legitimate if they're fake they'll fall so i hope that this will help you with your convictions and help you to understand it for use the letter if you need to use it at work but go through it read these scriptures pray to the lord get on your knees and humble yourself before god as in second second chronicles 714 states and continue with this religious exemption but that's not going to be the end of it your convictions need to be legitimate they need to be convincing they need to be real thanks for listening and again i'll uh add this the link to this religious exemption in this podcast if possible and in the comments in the youtube at my youtube channel thanks for listening i hope you have a great day in the lord